Yo, what's up, everybody? On this episode of the Bullpen Podcast, listen to me and Preston Younger get into conversation about his history for working with big companies like Yahoo, Apple, and Yelp, what he thinks is a good measure of blockchain adoption, and his thoughts on community-based projects. Let's do it. Oh, wait. One more thing before we get to the podcast. In this podcast, The Crypto Bully, any co-host and his guests do not give financial or investment advice and encourage you to do your own research on all topics mentioned. Do not invest into this market what you can't afford to lose. I bet I know what you're thinking. Is this really Morgan Freeman? Well, unfortunately not. But Lyndon thought it would be a good idea to use such a soothing voice for the legal mumbo-jumbo to smooth things over. Now, let's do it. Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Play ball! Podcast number nine, the crypto bully. Wow! <laughs> he makes it look so easy. And that ball has left the stadium. Hey, what's up, everybody? I want to welcome everyone to episode nine of the Bullpen Podcast, powered by ECC. I'm your host, The Crypto Bully, also known as Mr. Crypto Carlton. And here on this podcast, I like to get into the bullpen with some of the most interesting and influential individuals in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space to pick their brains about their opinions and see what they have going on. So today, we have a really awesome guest with us. Uh, this guy has a really awesome and impressive resume, um, in my opinion. Um, he definitely has his hands in the uh, crypto and blockchain pot. Um, he's, you know, being pretty much equipped and acquainted with a lot of very well-known projects. Um, IAC, Yahoo, Apple. He's done a lot of with uh, Yelp as far as being the VP. Uh, the VP of brand partnerships, um, not to mention he is the co-founder and managing partner at Miles Square Labs. So without further ado, we'll go ahead and introduce the guest for today, Mr. President Younger. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Not a problem. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day uh, to come through the podcast, man, and, and bless all the listeners with uh, your presence, man. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, excited to have a good conversation here and hopefully uh, share some useful information with the listeners. Likewise, likewise, man. So, man, just to, to you know, for everybody who may not be as familiar with you, why don't you go ahead and just let everybody know exactly, um, you know, when you got into the blockchain and crypto space and uh, what, you know, what made you get started? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think the best way to set that up would probably be to talk a little bit more about my professional background at large. Yes. Um, which kind of I think will set up nicely into how I kind of uh, stumbled into the, the blockchain and crypto space um, and kind of where things are today in terms of where uh, where I'm standing. So going back uh, almost 20 years, about 18 years, uh, I kind of started my professional career coming out of college, working with a lot of dot com companies, um, and you know kind of from there built uh, built my career largely focused around sales and partnerships. Uh, working for companies like you mentioned, Apple and Yahoo and IAC, which is the parent company to Evite and City Search and Ticketmaster, a bunch of other uh, well-known early dot-com era companies. Um, and then from there, uh, kind of getting my first true sense of the startup space, um, starting pretty pretty early on at 2008 in Yelp, um, and you know, spent eight years, uh, which to many people seems like a very long time, but for me it was several chapters of Kind of being involved in helping that company grow um, mm-hmm. in kind of the local local commerce space and sort of um, you know kind of city guide space uh, and, and ultimately to become the de facto standard by which a lot of folks use now in terms of like purchasing decisions not just here in the United States but um, in many global markets as well. So that was a really great uh, experience for me and I think 
at that point was where I kind of was able to really unlock my sort of inner desire to help innovators and, and sort of founders um, that were working on interesting uh, technology platforms and, and, and companies uh, in general uh, help help them uh, with my involvement in, in, in whatever that looks like. Sometimes it's tied to uh, what I've done in the past. Sometimes it's tied to my perspective, mm-hmm. um, kind of ideals I have in, in, in the, way, kind of the way I live my life and sort of uh, important values I have. Um, you know, other times I just really, you know, find um, I'm, I'm intrigued and, and sort of uh, supportive of uh, really great shark founders as well. So uh, during my time at Yelp, I was kind of building up what my life post Yelp would look like by way of kind of building a lot of those uh, and networking a lot of those folks um, in the greater kind of VC and startup space uh, on a global basis. And so it became uh, somewhat natural, although, you know, I, I don't claim to have it all figured out uh, yeah. <laughs> after Yelp, after leaving Yelp after eight years um, that I was going to kind of uh, somewhat kind of plot and plan out um, working on and working with the stuff that I, I really wanted to. Uh, as opposed to jumping into like another big role at another big company doing kind of one thing. So, uh, you know, kind of fast forward to present day and um, what I've been doing largely in the, my time post Yelp has been uh, building Miles Square Labs uh, as a co-founder of that with my business partner, Tom Sauer, who's another um, pretty well accomplished uh, tech and startup veteran himself. Uh, and both of us are based in in terms of like where we physically live uh, in the New York City area. Um, nice. But we've We've been fortunate now in the past year of um, building Miles Square Labs to not only work with a lot of great traditional venture back companies, but really be able to be introduced into a lot of really interesting blockchain and crypto projects and companies that actually have or or companies that are traditional tech tech backed or traditional technology companies that have found a real use case that's that, that actually makes sense and is actually legitimate um, in terms of application of a decentralized system or advancement. Um, in some way, shape, or form, or a cryptocurrency uh, payments integration. So we've we've tried to maintain, I think, as I mentioned before, not having it all figured out, maintain our determination of what the true north is in the blockchain space right. by kind of keeping the balance act, balancing act between what we know to be true in terms of building some of the companies that we've helped build in the past um, that may, might be a little more traditionally venture-backed, moving forward into some of the blockchain projects we've helped out with that may have you know, maybe fundraising through things like the, you know, the, the infamous ICO, uh, which yeah. a lot of folks are now shying away from, uh, in, you know, in fact, doing ICOs or public ICOs or changing the name to an ITO or, you know, making it private and sort of um, we're seeing a lot of these things um, transpire. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to be a part of the stability and sort of the, the legitimacy of the space um, by you know, meeting with and interacting with good folks um, that we feel are doing real work. Uh, and so that's why, that's why part of the reason why I was excited when, when we connected to have this conversation to hopefully be able to kind of amplify that, those sentiments out to other folks. Um, but ultimately that's kind of how I got into probably, you know, a little over, you know, year, year and a half of kind of been dabbling personally for a period of time in right. crypto. Um, uh, my brother actually turned me on to it a number of years ago. Uh, he was really into it early. Um, and I was somewhat standoffish, although I will say there was a period of time, you know, in, in the early Bitcoin days where a group of us, kind of the Yelp execs, were talking about it, probably one of our leadership meetings, you know, hey, are you going to buy, you know, buy Bitcoin? Like it's the wave of the future. And I was probably sitting more on the side of the fence of like, uh, I kind of got other stuff I'm kind of focused in on, right? So I kind of didn't jump at that moment. Right. Um, I, I don't look at it like I have any regrets about that. It just wasn't the right timing for me in particular. So uh, I think there, you know, there's obviously many more stories uh, similar to that that I'm sure other folks have. So that's kind of my my story and kind of brings me to where where i am today man that's pretty awesome that's that's uh it's a hell of a story man and it definitely seems like you were able to take all of your amazing knowledge all of your experience that you have with all of these previously um you know these previous large entities large companies that you've worked for worked with and you basically transform that into the company mile square labs to really help push um project things things like that in a way that's healthy for everybody and again you know you you brought up a good point as far as with the icos and people trying to shy away from that and you know as far as you know trying to figure out how to navigate that right because you have you know obviously regulation and the sec making their comments about it um you know everybody has obviously their own personal opinion about icos you know the amount of massive amount of money they were generating um they, they still are generating and things like that and the question i have for you so when you think about that right you think about icos you think about regulation how 
how much do you feel like that's completely transforming this uh, space right now? Do you feel like um, when you talk about the SEC and regulations that they're trying to put forth on whether certain coins or tokens are considered securities, do you think that's going to transform the space in a good way? Or do you feel like it, it can hinder, you know, basically all of the development that's taking place right now? That, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I, I, I think, I mean, I'd be a fool to, to say I have the silver bullet answer to that. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of know, uh, you know, what I feel, which is largely based on, you know, talk conversations, um, what I see in terms of some of the trends with some of the ways some of the, these companies are going um, in terms of some of the kind of news updates and things I see coming from uh, regulators uh, and sort of engagements there, conversations there. Ultimately, I, I think the I think the true sort of telltale sign will be um, when do we start to see some real traction um, post call it you know call it a fundraise fundraising uh, event you know whether right. that's an ICO or or what have you traditional um, fundraising efforts when we see an actual built piece of technology have large scale mass uh, adoption yeah. um, will be a place where I think that we will see what has gotten that particular or those particular companies to that point. Um, and, and whether or not uh, regulation is involved or is not involved, I think there's use cases or um, side, there's definitely different sides of the, the table that are debating either, either side, one right. extreme versus the other. I think ultimately it's going to be a classic case of like meet somewhere in the middle. Right. Yeah. And, and that's going to be ultimately where things get hammered out. Um, that's just how I think about building solid, sound, stable business. Although I will say a lot of what I've seen and a lot of actual personal conversations I've engaged in with folks fly in the face of building solid, sound business. So um, maybe I don't have it all, all figured out, but that's kind of how I think about things. I think, you know, Regulators want more involvement and more control. Um, the sort of innovators and sort of technologists um, and cryptographers want uh, as little control and governments governance involved in, in anything that they have their hands in. Um, they want they want mass sort of free free reign adoption or, and usage of those technologies. So uh, ultimately, I, I'm for I'm for the globalization and connectivity that the technology can create to help bring us together. Uh, right. as a world and, and i think that's the way i think about things there will be need to be something mechanisms uh call it regulation that helps keep the frauds away and, and keeps the keeps the good or at least the general good uh, moving forward so i don't know what that looks like maybe there be maybe there's some sort of new um you know morphing that occurs that regulation is called something different right uh, you know community governance I don't, you know, that in, in a more defined way. Yeah. No, yeah. That you, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You make a, you make a good point. Um, it, and that's something that I haven't heard many people say the way you package that is, I think will make a huge impact because generally, right. You have this type of stigma that comes along with the term regulation. And it's like, when you hear that word, a lot of people in crypto kind of cringe, like, eh, like, no, like, I don't know about that. And, um, it is, it's kind of, it feels like one of those things that over time, the more I've learned about crypto and been in the blockchain space, um, it, <sighs> I like when I first got in, I was just like regulation. No, no way. Doesn't make sense. Why would we do that? And then you kind of watch everything and you really kind of start to get the full picture and you realize how many different people, individuals, companies, business entities, whatever you want to call them are involved. And it, you really start to learn like there, it really could be a healthy balance of a little bit of everything. Um, you just kind of have to, I guess, open your mind to it. And then, I mean, I guess essentially, right, like you said, one way or another, when these things start moving in type into a, like a mass adoption phase, I feel like the market will probably speak for itself on top of that, too, because the second you take a project and then you start to push it in a way to where you have this extremely large amount of users or, or you know, uh, people using it. I feel like that's definitely going to be a test. It's going to be a huge test to see exactly what's going to take place going forward. And it'll be a really good use case to see how to handle certain situations, different scenarios. And then I guess each, each industry is subject to that, right? Things, parameters could always change within a particular industry based on what it is people are looking for, both from a business perspective and from an individual standpoint or 
you know, things like that. So I feel like it's kind of one of those things where time will kind of tell. And, you know, one way or another, I feel like we'll get a get an answer to that question. You know, we, we may not know right now, but, you yeah. know, ten, 10 years down the line, did I feel like something's going to be etched up to where we're going to know, like, OK, what what's the deal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say I will say that I think um, at least the folks that I surround myself, which I call the blockchain squad. Yeah. Which is <laughs> nice. really, and I kind of I don't know if I coined that term or not, but I, I did buy the domain to him um, is. You know, is that ultimately like the folks that are thinking about it um, the way I am, which is like the long run, right. are the folks that might be thinking more about like the different use cases and where it makes sense to have um, it sort of completely non, you know, no regulation whatsoever right. versus uh, sort of some involvement uh, in control versus completely no. Um, and, I, and let's be clear here, I'm not for having like middlemen involved by any means, especially when you're talking about financial transactions, right? Um, pay, pay, places where uh, transactions that we have to engage within currently um, in current state of adoption and within uh, most payments, um, most folks, uh, organizations, big banks, uh, institutions are trying to take their cut. And in fact, as a result, uh, those transactions are much slower than they should be. So I think there's definitely, obviously, a use case there that we're moving towards and, and that will become something that's stable in the future and hopefully a lot less of those fees and a lot more real um, traction and engagement between, you know, buyer, seller, you know, lender, you know, sort of loan, uh, lender, loan taker um, and, you know, the, the middleman will be reduced. But I think also in, t in terms of like the distributed ledger and sort of like things like I'm thinking about Yelp. And one of the projects I've kind of been keen on is sort of the crypto charge version of Yelp. And is that yeah. possible? And furthermore, is it necessary? And I'm kind of still on the fence, but I do think that there are certainly things that I, uh, we faced when I was there at Yelp that could probably um, benefit from blockchain integration. And I know that's on the radar for a number of different um, entities that I've spoken to that are you know, keeping their eyes peeled for certain types of projects. But I think right. there's places where if it's a community-based platform, um, there certainly can be some interesting things tied to the decentralized system and distributed ledgers um, for trust and authentication. Um, and, and in terms of financial transactions, uh, making sure that you know, the money gets from the place it's at to the person or place it needs to go and you know, having that ha happen seamlessly and without being sort of scammed or hacked is, is important. So I think we're, we're in the midst of a lot of things being thrown against the wall. I yeah. Put it in sort of lay terms a lot of things are being thrown against the wall i think i was at a I do a lot of mentor um, involvement with a bunch of accelerators it was at an accelerator in new york city recently for an onboarding session and the host the director was actually talking about how you know they pretty much got applications for crypto you name it anything under the sun he even joked around and said you know crypto for dog walking <laughs> and you know the funny thing is people in the room didn't really laugh you want to know why yeah because they figure anything is possible when it comes to crypto, right? Yep. And so they weren't sure, like, if they laughed, would they, would they, was it a joke? Was it not a joke, right? Right. Literally, True. no one laughed in the room. Um, so that goes to show where we are, and you know, I'm hoping I can help be a part of, you know, things starting to settle out, and we start to see some of these things. Like to your question, you know, what what does the the right answer mean? Yes. Um, and, and I think it comes from those of us that are hopefully going to help hammer down the important facets and sort of the foundation of, of what we're all trying to move forward with. I think the thing I, I like to think a lot about is once we can be on a podcast like this, talking about just new technology, yes, as opposed to saying blockchain, crypto, ICOs versus quote unquote legacy technology, that'll be a really good place. You know, you know, you know what? You make a really good point. Yeah, to where it's it's literally just a part of technology altogether, and people aren't necessarily having to distinguish between this and that. I feel like that is a really good measure um, because that'll just show how much people are accepting and um, know about the technology that's taking place as far as blockchain and crypto and things like that. So, I can definitely agree with you there. And then again, with a, a phrase that you keep saying that I noticed that I feel like is extremely important in the space use cases, you know, um, like you said, there's so many different things. I think that blockchain can be integrated with that. It will be interesting. So interesting in time to see, um, as the technology advances, the type of use cases that will come out of crypto and out of blockchain and to see how they completely transform industries. And, you know, I think that stuff is like, those are super important. That's 
really, you know, really important questions. Cause you know, I mean, you, you probably can integrate blockchain with almost anything in a sense, but the question is, is like, does it actually make sense? Does it really make sense to integrate it with this? You know, is it improving something? Is it solving an issue? Um, you know, is it, you know, creating a decentralized version of whatever existed before? Because, you know, I see a lot of different um, projects and things that exist. And, in, you know, um, a little, you know, a little sadly, I guess I would say is that I don't see that question being answered as much, um, as much as I would like to say, let me say that from, from my opinion. But I feel like when we have individuals like you yourself, that come along, uh, Miles Square Labs and things like that. I feel like you guys really push that and you you make those questions important and you really kind of help bring projects and people up to that to that mindset, like, hey, you know, what's really going on? What you know, what what problem are you really solving? And that's that's what I love about it, you know. Um, and you guys definitely seem to know what you're talking about, what you're doing, and you know, how to kind of bring those things up in conversation. I appreciate that. I, I think we one thing I think we hopefully build trust with folks that we talk to and and and, and clients that we end up working with is like we just try to be honest. I mean, that, like that's may sound crazy, and it certainly is somewhat crazy in the space we're in. Yeah. I mean, I could I, I'll, I'll save it for maybe a different episode where we start to share some of the crazy zany stories of conversations and and sort of ongoings in the in the in the blockchain space. Yeah. But I think I think by virtue of having some of those. For us, you know, for my co-founder and I, like it actually helps us stay pretty focused on execution and stay stay pretty focused on working on um, at least things that kind of pass our vetting questions or sort of tests that we try to give to folks. And, and the interesting thing too is I think once you start to get involved um, in the blockchain space and work with some companies, then what you find is sort of floodgates open and you get bombarded by uh, tons and tons of folks coming at you and, and for any variety of things. Um, and you have to, you, you can't simply just, um, think about trying to make a quick buck. At least that's not our approach. I know a lot of people maybe in the space think about it that yeah. way, but we really are trying to vet out people, um, especially people that are kind of inbound. Um, and, and when we ask them a series of questions that are just about how they're built, how they built their business and they don't respond back, like that's kind of telling, um, or when folks come and say like, Hey, I see you're on ICO bench. Like, would you, you know, can I pay you to write a review, uh, of my, uh, of my ICO company? Right. Right. And, and, and my answer is especially coming from Yelp is like, I don't do that. Like, that's not my thing. Um, I'm sure you can go find folks that do that, but I'm focused on actually trying to work with real technologists, real founders and, and building their company. Um, and so I think, I think that you have to find whatever it is, you know, if you're in this space and I've, it's funny, I've actually done a lot of like coaching calls or conversations with people that I've either worked with or friends of mine or even family members around blockchain, crypto. And, you know, what I always tell every one of them sort of, you know, call them the noobs uh, of the space is they have to find like, what's their purpose or reason for wanting to jump in now. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, no, no, you know, it's timing is, whatever timing is for that individual is the right time, right? It is for that right time to get in. Right. They just have to know what, what they're getting in for and make sure they have like a clear purpose, at least initial purpose. They can always adjust that as they go. Right. Um, and so I think we've tried to create a purpose. We've tried to stay pretty true to that. We try to adjust it as well. Like we try to also just continue to, you know, make intros between good people that we know, connecting the dots in that way. And we feel like that's going to help us um, figure some of the stuff out and, you know, and keep working on good, projects, at least betting our time um, and involvement on projects that we think have a chance of being, you know, being the, the good stuff that comes out of all this. Right. Yep. It's a, you make a good point. And, you know, and that actually makes me, makes me think, I want to ask you a question, another question. So you were saying that focusing on finding those, those good projects and, you know, that bring the good out of this space, um, you know, that bring, I feel like good innovation and things. Do you feel like when you're thinking about projects, right, you have ICO projects that, you know, raise money or, you know, uh, come up with creative ways in order to raise money for their project. Do you feel like when it comes to like community-based projects, uh, projects that, you know, work with the community in order to raise funds do you feel like they have um an advantage or disadvantage in this particular space when taking that direction on what they're trying to do yeah that's a, that's a really good question I, I would say this i would say the the over utilization of community 
uh, social media, Telegram, for a lot of companies in the blockchain space, especially mm -hmm. trying to run their ICOs, um, I think has been somewhat, um, it just hasn't been, it hasn't been very authentic, right? Yeah. And what I mean by that is it's forced, it's a forced community. Yeah, so I, yeah, yeah. I think that if you're, if you're a community-based um, technology or platform or foundation um, or company by virtue of just what it is you do, then that makes it super easy to start to build like a real community of supporters, right. people that actually believe in your, your mission, believe in your cause, your purpose, um, believe in your foundation or sort of your, your, your nonprofit. Um, and, and so you can build support and trust in those actual community members mm -hmm. that also may, may in fact invest in your company. Um, not only just their time, but they might eventually buy into, um, if you do have a, a sort of tokenization and they might in fact buy into it because they believe in it. And so, instead of like being convinced that they're now a member of your community and getting a discount on buying your tokens. Right. Um, which to me doesn't spell a true member of a community. It means like someone looking for a deal yeah. is willing to come join your, join your community and be a part of your community as long as they feel like they're, they have something there that they might be able to make it a dollar off of. Right. Exactly. So yep. there's a big difference there. I think there's community, where there's you actually have like a you have people that are passionate about what you're doing, they care about what you're doing, and then there's like, you know, um, there's investors or people looking to uh, benefit from, you know, your uh, financial state, and 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 I don't know that they're I don't know that you can truly have a, a community built on the latter. Yep. That's true. Yep. I absolutely agree. Yeah. It's kind of a tricky balance um, to find. And yeah, what you said is true. You know, to, to have a community that's not just uh, incentivized that feel like, okay, we're here because we're going to get something directly. Um, like you said, there's a lot of people that are in this um, that are, you know, at least that I've seen that I've been in contact with that are just kind of like, I want to get rich yesterday yeah and i want it to happen as fast as possible and you know i'm not even gonna lie when i first got into crypto my mindset was just because of my background as far as um the stock market uh trading futures and things like that um when i first got in i was just like oh man this is like a really cool opportunity to make money not overnight but there's you know there was definitely an opportunity from the trading aspect and it wasn't until you know i got into it and then i really started looking into the technology obviously because if i'm going to invest in anything i'm going to definitely do my due diligence and then when i got to the meat of it the technology and the blockchain i was just like what like mind exploded and i was just like whoa like this is way more than just the whole money aspect of it and that's when i really saw the opportunity and it's like once you get past just the money part of it you know it really starts to become this beautiful thing that you can see there are so many different opportunities and so many different ways you can take it and you know i talked to a lot of different people um including yourself and it's just amazing to listen to people and how they got into it their viewpoint their perspective and then what they flip that into um something you know beautiful similar to mile square labs and they you know they have their own flip on it especially when it's genuine when it's authentic and you have people like yourself who who really are looking to make this space better, safer, to to inform people, to educate people. I feel like that is that that's the end all. That's 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 what makes me happy to be in this space. I love having conversation with with gentlemen and individuals like yourself, and just to hear that is refreshing, super refreshing. And you know, I feel like that's something that I like listeners to hear. That's what that's what I want people to hear. That's what I want people to listen to. Yeah, which is great. We need we need more folks like you. We need more podcasts like yours. Uh, honestly, you know it's it's funny because I've been told by a number of people like, hey, you should do a podcast. Like you could bring a good perspective, you know, to the space. You could help be a good resource, guiding point. And and I think it's it's an important facet of the the blockchain and crypto space is having, you know, not just another podcast that's telling you, you know. Uh, you know, buy the lit, buy the lows and, and, and sell the highs and, yes. and you know, um, running up different, um, crypto, uh, uh, and what, whatever the, whatever the purpose is, there's always right. some sort of angle, right? Yeah. Um, when yep. instead I like your angle, which is like telling stories, like entertain the entertainment side of it. Right. So the fact that it's not all figured out, it's not all serious. Yeah. Um, it's real people, you know, doing real stuff. There's, it's, it's very imperfect at the point that we're in right now. And so yeah. talking about some of these imperfections is really going to be 
the way that we, you know, get in sort of getting different perspectives from people that are doing different things is really important. Um, not the same perspective from different people that have the same mindset around um, why they got in and what, you know, that they're, how, how the fortunes they're making from their yep. crypto investments. I think we've all probably heard enough of that. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> you no, know, I think it's, it's, it's refreshing to be able to be, you know, on a, on a forum like this where it's really just like us talking about kind of how we think about the space. And like I said, it's like, I'm not going to figure it all out. Definitely not on this call. Yeah. But I think more, more, more like com- more conversation between good folks and well, they, they can get other people to listen to and get other people that might be sitting on the fence, right. You know, doing some really important stuff in the world at large, right. but not jumping into the crypto or blockchain space because they've been too fearful to do so. Right. If they're good, solid folks with quality heads on their shoulders. Like they absolutely should find their way in. Yep. And I would, I would encourage them to do so. I've done it myself, like encourage folks to get in and kind of study up, read up, learn what you can learn from folks and, you know, and help be a part of, of growing the technology. Yep. Really, um, really important. Yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, what you literally just said embodied the reason why I really wanted to create this podcast. I wanted to, to take something that was uh, not as typical as what we may see all over Twitter, or all over Reddit. And it's like, okay, of course, you know, we could talk about numbers. We can talk about price prediction. We can talk about all types of stuff. But to me, I feel like the value comes from real conversation with real people telling real stories on how they got into this space, you know, what made them do what they're doing right now. And I I feel like to level the playing field, because I mean, I'm sure we could probably both both agree, you know, getting to the crypto isn't a simple thing in a sense of it's, you know, there's a lot of information that exists. There's a lot of good information. There's a lot of bad information. There's a lot of scams, you know, so to create something, I feel like that can help guide people in the direction of, okay, let me, you know, okay, I'm not sure what I want to do, but let me go ahead and Google Preston and, you know, see what he has going on. And I, you know, somebody will pull a nugget from that, that will literally allow them to open their brain up to a whole nother aspect of blockchain and crypto that they may not have been thinking about before and really kind of start that wheel, the start, the turning of the wheel to really get them to kind of take this serious. And to me, that's what it's all about. You know, at the end of the day, right. You know, all of these amazing uh, projects that will end up surfacing and really starting to take a lead into this thing. Right. There has to be people that that understand the technology enough to want to use them, um, you know, even if on a basic level. So I feel like if I can create an, a medium to where people can come and listen, be entertained, get informed and get that feel of authenticity, then I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You know, I feel like I'm contributing in a way that where I can, you know, I feel OK and I can sleep at night. <laughs> That's the most important part, Lyndon, like, you know, being able to sleep at night, being able to know that you're, you have a purpose, you, you're actually like, you know, accomplishing the stuff that you want to. And, you know, I have to say, like, I think, you know, getting connected with, with you and, and hearing about the podcast actually probably helps rejuvenate me on a sort of personal level in the blockchain and crypto space. Yeah. Admittedly, the past kind of probably month, maybe even two months, I had kind of gotten so fed up with a lot of the stuff that I was seeing and hearing and um, it, it, you know, that, that sort of, um, at principle, just kind of like, you know, wanted to focus more on the sort of series A, series B, series C, uh, companies, uh, that we were prospecting as, you know, Moscow labs is prospecting or clients that we're working with that are non-blockchain, right. um, just because of all the distraction and sort of surround surround sound that we were experiencing. Um, I mean, kind of maybe let the folks that we have a bunch of, you know, contractors that we work with that are in a variety of different areas, including blockchain. And so kind of let them focus on the blockchain stuff. I just needed a break and needed some headspace from it. But I think um, it, it was it was kind of fortuitous to connect with you um, because I was kind of looking for, okay, how is like, what's the springboard to, to kind of move move things forward? What's, what's the way to get out of some of this clutter? What's the way to kind of have Miles for Labs balance that line between kind of the traditional venture backed kind of series A, series B, C right. companies backed by VCs, as well as the fact that we do want to work with the right types of blockchain companies. And I think, you know, linking up with you and, and getting invited on the podcast helps, um, helps Miles Square Labs. I think like, okay, let's, let's th- continue to think thoughtfully around blockchain. Let's, you know, let's invest again, the right time in kind of networking with, the right people, like I said, the the, the squad, right? So the squad right. represents like the trusted folks. <laughs> right. And it's all it's all let's all make introductions to the thing, good things that and good people that we're working with. Right. And let's just keep doing that, and let's like sh- you know shelter ourselves from a lot of the you know 
crazy, somewhat salacious stuff that's going on um, yep. with individuals, with with sort of fake or faux companies. Um, and I and I so I thank you for for having you know having me on on a personal level because I think that helps um, get back to finding the balance as opposed to completely shutting shutting out everything blockchain, which I did for a period of time just because I needed to. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, I I. Really, really, really appreciate that, man. Like, honestly, um, it's, it's refreshing to hear that. And that's that's literally why I want to do this. Um, like I said, man, Twitter, Reddit, Discord, you know, there's so much information. There's so many voices on there and there's good and there's bad. And that's what and that's really what it was. It's like, you know, in this space, you know, you have over well over 2000 different cryptocurrencies and projects and companies that are, you know, are starting to help them. If I can create something to where it kind of brings all of that noise down and, you know, like, OK, if I come here, I'm going to hear something of value. Then that's to me, that's what it's all about, because it is. I mean, you know, anybody who's been in this space um, for long enough knows that it, you, you like at times you really do have to disconnect because it's just so much, no, it's just so much going on, man. It's just so many different people talking and trying to do this and that. And, you know, and that's why I said, I wanted to create this, this space. I wanted to, you know, to get into the bullpen with that particular person, get into their, their frame of mind, what they have going on, what they're doing, and really just give them a chance to talk, vent, um, you know, inform everybody of what's going on, drop some jewels and just really just relax, you know, the same way you would as if you were going to your know, bar, going to get some coffee and just, you know, wanting to talk and just chill, uh, just recording, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's a great, it's a great approach. And, and I, I certainly have no shortage of, of coffee chats and, 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 and drinks over a couple of pints. Um, <laughs> nice. that end up being really, really great, really great, uh, really great conversations. So I think it's, it sounds good. I, I think the the thing I was going to ask you is maybe um, what what are your thoughts on kind of where blockchain crypto is now and kind of how it's going to look in the next call it year, couple years. Yeah, um, man, I feel like and you know um, just to let you know. So I've been in blockchain. I, funny part, right? I've known about it for a total of uh, about three and a half, four years now, right? I didn't yeah. really seriously get into it until about a year and a half ago when I had a friend of mine pull me into it and. Um, and, and honestly, when he first told me about it a long time ago, the only reason I didn't get into it is because he didn't understand it enough to explain it enough. And I was just so young. So I was just kind of like, you know, one track mind. I was like, eh, nah, nah, I'm all right. So, you know, obviously fast forward that two and a half years and you get into it and I'm just like, oh shit. And everything is still so new. You know, we're still in the early stages of a lot of stuff. So we're watching a lot of things manifest that. I feel like that's the amazing part to be a part of this so early on and to hopefully be a part of that change that takes place from both a technology and a, and a financial standpoint, I think it's awesome. But, um, when I think about blockchain and crypto right now, you know, it, it's, it's in this really awkwardly awesome spot <laughs> to where it's like, you have so much opportunity and so much room for growth. Um, and then of course you have comes with that, that you have the naysayers, you have the large scale of confusion. Like, what is this? Why are we using this instead of the dollar or the yen or whatever in the case? So I feel like that there is really a huge opportunity for a lot of individuals that didn't necessarily have a voice or didn't have a freedom to, um, you know, establish something in their own way in this space, in a way to where it's actually useful and it actually makes sense like i said when i think about companies like yours like miles square labs that is like it's, it's important at the end of the day right you have your your projects and you have the individuals like you who can help guide and and push people in the direction and i feel like that that part of it is super important so all of it plays together and i feel in what could be the overall awesome end result of what this industry could transform into. And I just, when I sit down and I really think about it as to what could actually come from this industry, if, you know, you have healthy competition, um, people really focus on, you know, helping people and educate them, give them sound information, give them really good resources, man, my mouth starts watering. <laughs> you know, I, I, I get, totally. I get, I, I get right. hyped. You know, because it could be it could be a really beautiful thing. And that's the thing. When I when I connect with you, some with somebody like you, this is what I like to utilize this airway for, because I feel like that's the stuff that's going to get people thinking in that direction that I feel like everybody ultimately wants to see 
uh, blockchain and crypto go into, like you said, to where it gets to the point to where it, we're not having to designate, um, you know, distinguish blockchain or crypto. We're just talking about a general technology. And it's, it's going to be one of those things that is just like almost anything you do in technology, you know, you're just going to assume what blockchain in some way, shape or form is probably built into it because it just it innovates it in a way to where it just makes sense. You know, it cut co- cost. It makes things easier. You have the trustless aspect, which is nice. Humans will fall out. We all know that it happens, you know, so, you know, it just makes it easier to operate. So people can focus on things that to me yield a greater result. You know, if you don't have to think about the money aspect of something as much, and you can focus more on customer service on making sure the people who are using the product and paying the money to begin with are happy. How can you really lose with that? You know, you really can't. So <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. And, I, and you, you said something that actually really resonates. And I don't think I mentioned how important it is. I think like the, the underserved folks mm-hmm. that have now been given an opportunity, or maybe people that never had a shot or opportunity to get into yeah. uh, a newer emerging technology, the fact that what we've seen has allowed for those people to get involved. Now, granted, it's also gotten a lot of people that are not so good into the space, but I think for all the people that have been not been so good in terms of scam right. scammers and sort of fake folks, there's been a lot more really good folks um, that with really great minds getting in yes. to the space, feeling like there's an opportunity, there's a, there's a purpose for them, there's uh, something that they care about that they can actually be a part of in a, in a positive way. Um, which is the advancement of technology. I think that is really, really a special thing right. um, that I've been able to see and, and talk to some of those folks um, all over the world, which has been really great. Uh, that's something definitely that, you know, that keeps me excited about, about this space, the ability to help the underserved, underrepresented, yes. um, largely ignored uh, people, both those folks that are getting into and building projects based on their plight, based on their purpose, Right. as well as just the adopters and people that are taking advantage and utilizing some of these new um, platforms or joining some of these um, interesting communities that align with a solution or something that they feel like has been missing in their lives, which now a lot of these blockchain companies or projects are representing for them. So they're getting involved and they're getting supportive of something largely the first time maybe a lot of them have ever gotten off the sidelines to support something um, from a technology standpoint, that's been really great to see. And yes. I think we're going to see a lot more of that, right? I think if you look at, like, let's play it back. If you, you, you talk about, like, a couple of years back, people's sentiments towards blockchain, crypto, everybody's like, it's going to fail. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's a fad. It's not, ha- you know, it's not stable. It's, right. you know, it's nothing real. It's just smoke and mirrors. And now fast forward today, it's like you have sort of the, you know, the CNN article that was put out about, you know, misleadingly put out about Starbucks accepting yes. cryptocurrency or block or sort of like, you know, Bitcoin in particular. Yeah. And the response across social media was insane to the uh, point yeah. of where Starbucks had to actually like issue a statement to correct that it was not in fact the allowance of crypto payments. It was actually just more of a fund or an entity organization that would allow for the conversion of crypto into cash or fiat payments that would then be allowed to be utilized and paid for such services as the Starbucks app. Right. right. And so that, that's an example of it's not going away. It's only going to get better. Yes. Um, and so I think that's also helping a lot of people be supportive, giving them that voice in, in place to be able to be a part of something special. So yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yep. All, all good stuff. Yeah, definitely. All good stuff. Indeed. Yeah. Like you said, when I think about, I mean, even from like last summer to this summer, it's like, it's like nine day, like it's crazy. And you know, a lot of people, and you know what, here's something that I'll say, right. And I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, but, but I enjoy bear markets. And the reason why is because I feel like when we get to these type of markets, the talk about the price starts to come down and not as many people are talking and it gives people and entities a chance to really um, to develop things and to catch people's attention. And it becomes less about the price and more about the use cases, more about the innovation, more about the development. And I always love that. Not to mention you, you get to take a break. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when we're in, when we're in a bull market, that's like being in an amusement park. 
dude, there's like so much totally, going on. You're totally. like, dude, I want to ride everything. I want to, I, I want that coin, that coin, that you know. You want to do everything. So it's like when exactly. you when you leave the amusement park, you get to relax. You're like, all right, let me calm down. And what's really going on? So, you know, I feel like, um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of good things um, coming from that. And I, I, I honestly, I couldn't feel a a better time to launch a podcast like this than during this market because I really do hope to capture enough people's attention. Um, hopefully before we go into another a bull market so that, you know, people can develop a seriousness about it and not just go crypto crazy, I guess, for, <laughs> for you know, lack of better terms. Um, and, you yeah, know, they really kind of... Very, very applicable term for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm sure, yeah, a lot of us have, have gone there at one point in time or another. But yeah, you know, I just want to create that, you know, create a safe space. You know where people can come and listen and get get good opinions, man. Um, and yeah, I, so I'm saying I, you know, I get the feels when I have these conversations, man. I'm, I'm really passionate about it. I feel like you are the exact same way. You're definitely authentic, and you know that's what I love about this space, man. When I can pull out these people, people similar to you, and have have conversations, man, it, it makes my day. You know, I couldn't couldn't picture myself doing anything else. That, that honestly, I feel is more fulfilling than something like this. Um, especially in an emerging technology, man. Um, but, you know, another question I do want to ask you, man, I ask this to everybody who comes onto the show. Um, what mark do you want to leave on the blockchain and cryptocurrency world? Good question. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think it kind of goes back to what I said, which is like, you know, everyone kind of having their purchase per- purpose and kind of reason or rationale for why they're, they're in the space to begin with. For me, I, I hope that I can be, a part of, um, well, helping a number of companies uh, or some of the cryptocurrencies that are uh, sort of now in their infancy and move forward in a, in a really strong, stable way. I can hopefully I can help be known for building the solid sound foundations of some of these organizations. Yes. Um, even if it's just in a small, small way, um, if I can have that be my legacy or what I'm known for in terms of the quote unquote early days of blockchain and cryptocurrency, right. like that would be, that would be great. Um, I'm not one to seek out fame or notoriety. Uh, ultimately, I like to just like work with really great people and work on stuff that I care about right. um, at my core. So if I have the opportunity to do that in the blockchain space and you know actually make some progress by working with those teams, then that'll be, that'll be pretty cool. Looking back, uh, I'll feel like I, you know, at least like you said, sort of made, made some sort of a mark. If not a, a mark, then at least a, a small uh, a, a small dent, um, you know, as the, the sort of late great Steve Jobs uh, nice. once said. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yep, yep, totally agree, man. That that sounds good with me. Um, I think you're already making strides for sure to do that. Um, I can say I'm impressed with Miles Square Labs, man. And I, I actually want I want to definitely look more into it, man. If I can find a way for us to work together to collaborate, I feel like that would be awesome. Because, um, like I said, I feel like you really embody what I feel like people need. Um, in this space as far as the mentality. And I feel like you hold that as a co-founder of this company. So that's probably going to radiate through this particular company when they work with you, when a, you know, a client works with you. And, you know, I, I advocate for that hundred percent all day, every day, you know, if, if you're going to work with somebody, you know, work with somebody like Preston, because he's going to point you in the right direction. I can say, I try, you know, from one simple conversation that we've had, you know, over the last hour, you know, I can say I definitely trust where you're coming from. And I feel like you you have um, the best interest out for your clients, for yourself and for a really anybody you interact with. And I feel like that is probably more important than anything, because I feel like if you can't um, if you can't necessarily do business with somebody you, you feel comfortable sitting down and having to talk with and getting into deeper conversation and it going well, there might be an issue down the road. So, <laughs> well, totally well yeah. said definitely yeah. been been there in those situations and i think you're spot on i think that's that's the key that's that's why you know tom and i we founded Miles square labs was based on that principle is you know we want to do good work we want to work with good people and we want to be we want to be you know actually doing work and we want right. to stand be, behind our work um that we do and and what we present and that and that goes with like not just on a professional basis that's that's just the way we Kind of in, in a sort of our mission statement, the ideals we have of our company, which largely ties to the ideals we have on a personal level with our families, yes. with sort of you know experiences at large, with what you work on matters. Um, you know who you work with matters, and, and, and keeping those folks that you 
are passionate about working with and have the same passion, keeping them close. And, and you know, and that's that's what we're trying to do. I feel like, and, and thank you for the kind words. I feel like still got got a lot of work, at least personally. I feel pretty pretty charged up about hopefully doing a lot more great things. I turned forty this December, nice. so I'm hoping it's just the, just the beginning of some of the stuff I've had the um, opportunity to work on and some of the great founders and startups I've had a chance to work with. Hopefully there's a lot more where that came from. Um, but yeah, it's been great, great chatting with you as well. Um, and hopefully, you know, happy to come back anytime if, you know, if, if that's ever of interest. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. Definitely have to have you back, man. Maybe we can even do an episode where we get you and time on, man. And we, uh, we kind of talk that. again. Yeah, that'd be that'd be super awesome. I look forward to it. I know you guys are gonna do great things. You're already doing great things, I'm sure. So, you know, to, to kinda, you know, touch base with you guys again in the future and see what's going on, especially when it's down. You already know this space, man, this, this space changes every second. There's so much stuff that happens within a matter of minutes. A week from now, we'll feel like a year from now. So, you know, I'm sure no we'll have plenty to talk to, you know, plenty to talk about. So, yeah, without a doubt, man, uh, Preston, I super appreciate you coming through to the show, man, taking the time. This is definitely being a refreshing conversation for me. Um, you know, for all of the listeners, I highly recommend you you follow this guy. Um, go check him out. He's on uh, Twitter for sure. He's uh, at Preston Unger. It's, it's Unger, right? Am I saying it right? Uh, it's younger. Yeah. It's younger. spelled younger, but pronounced younger. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Preston younger, uh, P R E S T O N J U N G E R. Follow this guy. I'm telling you, you want to follow him. And if you want to go check out his company, um, you can go do that as well. Um, that is a uh, www.milesquarelabs.com. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you definitely want to follow this guy and look what they're doing, man. I, I know you guys are doing amazing stuff and I look forward to seeing more about you. I know I'm going to hear more about you. So I look forward to, to you know, collaborating with you again, you and time and getting time on meeting him. And yeah, let's, let's chop it up and shoot the breeze, man. <laughs> Sounds good, Lyndon. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. Well, again, you know, like I said, thanks again for coming through and, uh, you know, I'll be talking with you again soon. Sounds good. We'd like to thank everyone for your support here at the Bullpen Podcast all season long and look forward to having you at the next episode. We'd also like to give a special thanks to the team behind the scenes that make this show possible. Today's show notes can be found on our website at thebullpenpodcast.io forward slash post show stats. Also, don't forget to like and retweet us at one bullpen podcast. That's the number one bullpen podcast and to watch Lyndon do some exciting and probably some weird things too tune into the snapchat at the crypto bully that's at the crypto bully it's been a pleasure and see you at the next show good night everyone